0: Would you please stand as you are able for the reading of this morning's scripture, taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verses 28 through 36. We pick up on the story when the powerful ruler of Egypt, Pharaoh, has come to lowly Joseph in prison, seeking an interpretation for a dream that Pharaoh had. It is as I told Pharaoh, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. There will come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. After them, there will arise seven years of famine, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land. The plenty will no longer be known in the land because of the famine that will follow, for it will be very grievous. And the doubling of Pharaoh's dream means that the thing is fixed by God and God will shortly bring it about. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a man who is discerning and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh proceed to appoint overseers over the land and take one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven plenteous years. Let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and lay up grain under the authority of Pharaoh for food in the cities, and let them keep it. That food shall be a reserve for the land against the seven years of famine that are to befall the land of Egypt, so that the land may not perish through the famine. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated.
1: Well, as we begin our series, What Dreams May Come, we start with this wonderful text of a dream in the Bible that makes us think about what dreams may come for the future. Dreams are interesting things. Um, Man, that was a tough crowd this morning with the kids. Usually I ask kids what do they dream about, and I get all kinds of great stories. Um, All of us, no matter how straight-laced or buttoned-down, uptight or unimaginative we think we are, researchers tell us that we all dream. And that we all dream all the time. I suppose because I spent so much time in school, I had a recurring dream throughout most of my life. That dream where you wake up in a panic because there's a final that you didn't prepare for and you're gonna flunk the class and not graduate I had that dream long after my last graduation it was a a haunting dream for the first decade or so of my life as a United Methodist pastor I would wake up every Saturday night in a sweat from the dream that I get to church and realize I forgot to write a sermon which I think would be a nightmare for everyone else not just for me We dream our whole lives, and sometimes our dreams are so real that we wake up confused (laughs) who we are and where we are. As kids, we might dream about scoring the winning points or being the star ballerina of our dance troupe or the best on the volleyball team. Whatever it is we're interested in, we can have dreams set in those things that we care about the most. As an adult, we dream about success in our careers. We even call that what? Our dream job. We dream about families and homes and children and happiness. We dream all the time. From our first day to our last, we dream. In my ministry early on, a little group of 12 people gathered and dreamed about starting a church. And they dreamed big. And they had to dream big because they had no support and no money and no place to meet. (laughs) But they dreamed anyway. And they gathered once a week to dream together and to think about the future. They dreamed about who they would be and what they would do, and that dream came true. But after a couple of years, one of those founding 12 people came by to visit me, and they said, I'm embarrassed about something, but I need to talk to you. And I said, what's that? And they said, I like this church a lot better when there weren't so many people here. And I said, what? What? And they said, you know, we could all meet in somebody's living room and we talked to each other and met with each other every week. It was great. And I reminded them of those original dreams, those guiding dreams that led them to do what they had done and to do it so well. And we talked about that strange reality that all futures have great things and challenging things good things and hard things the very best future we could ever dream the very best future God could ever dream for us will have its share of both good and bad that's life isn't it well our text today comes up in the story of Joseph one of the most famous dreamers Of all time he could dream and he could interpret dreams and that ability got him in a lot of trouble along the way when he was young he loved to dream the problem was all of his dreams he was the star (laughs) and all of his older brothers were servants who served his greatness how do you think that went over especially when you had ten brothers older than you you remember the story One day they'd had enough and they beat him up and they threw him in a hole in the ground, sold him into slavery. He ends up in prison. But Joseph never quit dreaming. (laughs) And Joseph never quit being able to interpret what dreams meant. It was a gift from God. And so our story begins while Joseph is languishing in prison. He had interpreted a dream for someone in prison, and he had been correct, and that person was restored to a place of high honor and authority in the royal court, the cupbearer to the Pharaoh, right? That kind of person. And that guy was supposed to remember Joseph, and was supposed to tell the Pharaoh all about him and his great powers that he had from his God, and spring him from prison. But like most of us would be, that guy was so happy to get his own life back, he never looked in the rearview mirror. And he forgot about Joseph. And so Joseph stayed in prison a few more years, until one day when Pharaoh called everyone together and said, I had a dream last night that was troubling. And he told his magicians, and he told his sages, and he told all of his consultants, the dream, and no one could interpret it. Well, that troubled them deeply because their job was to tell Pharaoh what Pharaoh wanted to know. And in that moment, that person who had been in prison with Joseph remembered and said, Pharaoh, there's a guy in prison. He told me a dream and it came true. I'm back here with you. You might give him a shot. So they went to the prison and they summoned Joseph out of his cell and they cleaned him up and they brought him to the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh says, tell me what my dream means. And Joseph began by saying, God is the one who interprets the dream but I'll pass it on to you. Go ahead. And Pharaoh tells this strange story of being standing by the Nile River and up out of the water comes seven fat cows and they begin to graze on the banks of the Nile but in just a moment seven skinny cows came up out of the water and ate the fat cows never trust a skinny cow right? (laughs) and it was so disturbing to Pharaoh that he woke up and when he finally went back to sleep he had a dream that was just like it He saw seven full heads of grain blowing in the breeze. And then seven sickly thin heads of grain came up and ate the good heads of grain. What does that mean, Joseph? And Joseph tells Pharaoh that his dream is a dream about the future. A dream about the future of Egypt. And this is what it means. The seven fat cows are seven good years, seven years of plenty. But followed by those seven years of plenty will come seven years of scarcity, famine, hardship. The same with the heads of grain. And Joseph tells Pharaoh, God is giving you a chance. God is giving you an opportunity by seeing this reality about the future, you can make decisions and make plans in the seven good years that will see you through the seven hard years that are to come. Make the most of the fat cow years, Joseph says to the pharaoh. This dream teaches us something important about our futures as well. On this earth, the future will always have its share of fat cows and skinny cows. That's the way life is. So to dream big about the future isn't to deny the reality of life. And pretend that there are no obstacles or no challenges that will come into our path. To dream big about the future is to prepare for those challenges and to plan for those challenges and to be faithful through those challenges. In fact, if you read the Joseph story, it's interesting that it's in the skinny cow years that the greatness of Egypt was proven to the world. It was in the skinny cow years that the greatness of Pharaoh was known. It was in those skinny cow years that Joseph became such a powerful person that he could bring his whole family to save them from starvation, to bring them to Egypt. And in doing so, kept alive the covenant made by God with Abraham. That didn't happen in the fat cow days. That happened in the skinny cow days of Egypt. So we're going to be dreaming over the next few weeks and dreaming big about our future the future of our own life the future of our family future of our church future of our world. world and we can learn from joseph that dreamer and dream interpreter some important things about how to dream faithful people are not surprised when they run into a skinny cow we know They're there. Faithful people don't create crises because they know there's going to be enough of those in reality to go around. We don't act as if the sky is falling because we know that the future belongs to God. Faithful people dream big about the future because faithful people know a big God. Faithful people like Pharaoh make the most of the fat cow days to see us through the skinny ones. We at Sun Creek are blessed. We know this from our own story. We've made decisions and plans that saw us through the worst of the pandemic, and here we are. Moving ahead, doing the things we committed to do, not missing a step along the way. That's about who God is. That's about the faithfulness of God when people dream big and when people dream with confidence about the future. So whatever dreams may come, dream with confidence. And the God that has proven faithful to you already to see you through. In a moment we come to this table and we receive these gifts that nourish us and strengthen us for the future God has for us. Throughout the course of this week I had lots of conversations with people in our church family, about death and dying. And one of the things that we talked about was the unknown, the future, that transition, the unknown. And one of the things that we celebrated together in those conversations was the unknown is unknown except for one thing. We know God is there. That's why we dream big. We have a big God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.